0: I have Bryony from, okay, we were just talking about this, the great British bake-off, but yeah. on Netflix, it is called The Baking Show. <laughs> we have to be exact about this, but you were just, I'm watching you right now, you just went home. Oh, semi-final, yeah,
1: I mean, I really messed it up, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> we, we will get down to patisserie week. That was your trouble.
1: Oh man, I just had no energy left by that point. I think I had a chest infection. I was so tired and I was just like, I can't, I guess I haven't got anything else left. (laughs) Throughout the show, it just got worse and worse
0: and worse. And I was like, no, this is it. Game over. (laughs) This is, oh, I'm so excited. I I do want to know who Bryony was before this show, career-wise, family and baking. How did that all fit before
1: So, um, wow. So before Bake Off, I was a teacher. So I taught French and Spanish to, um, so senior school, so like 11 to 18. I taught in a boys' school in Bristol over here. And I loved it. It was so good. Um, I love teaching all boys. They're so much fun. Um, And they're so much nicer than teenage girls.
0: (laughs) Yes, as someone who nannies, that is true
1: yeah everyone's like wouldn't you rather teach girls I'm like no (laughs) and so I yeah I taught for about six or seven years and then I had my beautiful daughter Nora who um she's five now and when I had her I had no plans on you know not working to be at home with her but after about three months I woke my husband up in the middle of the night and I was like he was like what I was like I don't want to go back to work (laughs) It's like it's not waiting till the morning. I was like no, I need to tell you now. Um, and then by the time I got up in the morning, he'd done a spreadsheet. He's a computer guy, done a spreadsheet, and he was like, "We can do it. That's fine." So yeah, so I'm I, very lucky. I got to stay at home with Nora. Um, and then yeah, when she was two, I applied for the Bake Off. Wow. Not thinking anything of it. Like genu- genuinely, didn't think in a million years I was going to get on um yeah. and then then i did <laughs> um and yeah and then it's just been crazy ever since like you know i've i've now i i present on a a program over here on on channel 4 which is a really yeah. cool program called food and maps um you know i get to write recipes all the time and and so far i haven't gone back to teaching so
0: you're just going to like ride this fame train and yeah i'm riding that
1: wave ride the wave like literally because this something like this doesn't happen ever so you know i'm just taking every opportunity that i can because it's it's really
0: exciting when did you get into baking like was it always something you enjoyed doing well my nan was a home ec teacher so
1: she always like was it you know Had all that knowledge and would do some baking with us, but it was always just like, you know, cupcakes and things like that, nothing crazy. And then in 2013, I was off work for about nine months and they could not figure out what was going on. Um, They kept misdiagnosing me. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that just kept going on and on. Um, It turned out it was polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. and it was causing me all these crazy symptoms. So once they sorted that out, I was back to work straight away. But while I was off, one of my colleagues actually said to me, have you thought about trying baking, like, just to keep your mind occupied? Because, I'm really bad at doing nothing. So, like, I just can't, you know, ha- being off work all that time was really difficult. Um, and just, you know, I didn't have any energy. It was it was really, really horrid. Right. So, yeah, so I was like, I started baking. And, like, obviously, like, the first few attempts were pretty shocking. And But then... <laughs> You know, I'd get better and then I'd try something a little bit more ambitious. And then, um, you know, and then I started making um like novelty cakes for people's birthdays. And it kind of went from there, really. And then I got known as, you know, the family member or friend who makes all the birthday cakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, then I applied for Bake Off. And I, and I did other baking before that.
0: But it's funny because I read that the Bake Off application or whatnot basically says we want you to be an amateur but to me you guys are not amateurs like the fact that they could say you have to make this and even if it's something you've never heard of you can still figure out how to do it like would you consider that meaning like oh we don't want you to just have a job that involves making money from baking or is it literally like you're an amateur (laughs)
1: I mean, yeah, I know people because I think people forget that we're not like professional bakers, yeah, yeah. and you know, all we've ever done is poodle around in our kitchen, you know, just having having fun, just doing our own baking for our family and our friends, and then you know, you get thrust into this thing where you've got to make a biscuit chandelier.
0: It's insane.
1: What even is that? That that didn't exist, right? That I googled weird. that yeah. <laughs> when we got when we got sent our that that recipe request. I googled it nothing on the entire internet there was not a single thing about biscuit chandeliers and I was like well you did quite well I did all right yeah it was okay um but yeah so no we really are like literally we are amateurs um and you know none of us have had any experience selling any any cakes or wow you know I'd make friends wedding cakes you know I mean it was like my wedding gift to them right was was good cake and then they just covered the ingredients um so you know but you know, like, it's just just a hobby. And it genuinely is just a hobby. But I think, you know, when you're going into that tent, you really start, like, practicing everything you possibly can, like, really researching all these, like, really random techniques. I bet. But you can never, ever guess what the blooming technical is going to be. like.
0: Obviously, this is probably, what, like, an eight-week thing? Or is it longer than that? Yes. Yeah, it, it was about three months in total. Oh, wow. Okay. At what point did you get the categories I guess did you get them all up front or weekly so you so you find out sort of towards the end of march that you're on okay and then they start sending through
1: the recipe requests so um so you get them kind of they kind of spread them out a little bit and then they start coming in a bit quicker um so you know you do get them you know and this is the thing i think a lot of people don't realize is they give you all 10 weeks before you even start so someone who goes out week one will have practiced for the whole oh series which is why when someone goes out week one or two it's the most heartbreaking thing because oh they put literally their life and soul into it have spent hours and hours practicing wow. and then wow. it's like
0: hi <laughs> you didn't nail it see you later it's just oh literally it breaks my heart <laughs> oh my word is baking more important than personality, or does does that go into casting as well? I think I
1: think personality definitely has to go into it because, you know, it is a TV show at the end of, of the course, day. Yeah. So, um, you know, you forget that when you're in it. Ugh. Like, yeah. But yeah, it is it is a TV show, and and they are looking to you know, get the numbers up and hope. But I think it's, they're very clever what they do with the casting because. They put people on the show that are so like normal. Right. You know what I mean? You, you don't watch Bake Off to watch someone who's, you know, who's like this superstar person or this whatever, whatever. You literally just want to see someone that could be your neighbor or
0: your, your nan,
1: Yep. Friend, you know? And I think that's the beauty of the show is that you really feel like you're with a load of mates.
0: Well, it's the show is so cheery. Like, it just makes it you is. feel so good and, oh nothing like it so
1: wholesome so wholesome and it really is you know you are people are like oh but it's a competition you're like yeah I know it is but actually in the tent you don't you don't feel like that it's you know if someone's in trouble or they need help if you if you can you'll go and help them you know I remember in in week one um we were making the wagon wheels yep um and me and Ruby were our benches were next to each other and um because we were talking about, I oh, know we shouldn't really because it was technical, but yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Was two years <laughs> ago. um And I, we were like, oh gosh, our marshmallow, both our marshmallows had gone really firm so we couldn't pipe it. And I was like, oh God, what are we going to do? So I was like, I'm going to get mine out and whip it and then put it back in. So I did that and it worked. So I was like, Ruby! Do this! Ruby. <laughs> whip it and then put it back in the piping bag. She was like, oh, awesome.
0: That's hilarious. But so, you know, it's
1: not... You Forget when you're in there. This my husband was like, Why did you tell her what to do? You're supposed to get her out. I know. I was like, But when you're in there, you do just feel like you're all in there in it together, and right you know, you want each other to do well. And oh, like you know, when bad things happen, you're just like, Have you been because have you guys got it this year's one? Are you yes, watching this year's it's, one?
0: But they're doing it, ugh, they're releasing it weekly, so they're making us wait. They're
1: doing, they're doing that to us though as well oh, so you're not on your own it's there. So week, it's so rude.
0: It's so rude. like, damn it, I'm used to being able to binge watch I know, it. it's so frustrating. Yeah, but we but do But when I saw it. when,
1: um, sorry, this is a slight spoiler alert no, so don't the No, next. it's fine. When Sura knocked David's technical onto the floor. Right. I mean, my heart yeah. and you know what, I didn't even feel that sorry for David. I felt more sorry for Sura because she would
0: have been mortified uh, right? She, I mean she took it re- she was so sad and that was oh, one of no. my questions was you know something like that happening I'm assuming he didn't think she did it on purpose but oh no like, I mean it
1: was so obviously not on purpose yeah. like you
0: <sighs> know sabotage is very unusual sabotage. In the <laughs> sabotage.
1: and then she came first and I was like oh god she must be
0: she was probably like, don't, don't win, don't win. Don't make me first. Don't make me first. No, please.
1: Anything but first.
0: Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was a high stakes moment for sure.
1: I know, I know. The drama in the episode drama.
0: one
1: um, <laughs> was high. But I think, you know, in that situation, it was such a, I just felt so sorry for her because same. she would have been just her. Yeah, I could just, I could really feel it when it happened. And like I felt sorry for David, obviously, like that was really bad. But at the same time. But they're, they're very fair, you know, like they did sort of say, you know, Paul and Pooh would have been told beforehand that that's what happened. And then they judged mm-hmm. him on the one that was still standing. And that is something they are very fair about. Like there was the week of Biscuit Chandelier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the cameramen, who is the loveliest guy in the world, has worked on the show since its inception. He has, he has this thing that comes up and over his head, which helps him carry the camera and he went to move something off my bench because it was in shot and he knocked a load of my biscuits onto the floor and they broke. Sabotage! Exactly. And he was like, oh. I bet you could see all the crew were just like, oh She's my gosh. She's going to be mad. <laughs> Fix it. It's like, it's fine. Like, you know, it's not, it was a complete accident. It's just one of those things. They said, but you know, are you going to tell Paul yes. and Prue what, you know. And they're like, of course we will, of course we will. And they were so fair because, you know, Paul was like, I heard you had a bit of a, bit of an issue. Yep, yep. Um, you know, and he wound the cameraman up a treat, um, but he didn't judge me on the ones that were broken because that wasn't my fault. And I think that you know it's very fair in that sense. So you know, even though it's heartbreaking, they're not out to get you. You know. Speaking
0: of Paul, like, <laughs> what what do you think of him? Is he nice? Is he intimidating? I need to know everything about him.
1: Okay. He, I get a lot of like, what does he smell like? Yeah. What, what, what is does his hair smell good. like? It smells good. Yeah, it smells good. Oh. His eyes really are that blue. They pop. Yeah. Oof. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Um, He's very intimidating. Very intimidating. And I think that is one of the, the key points about the show is that he needs to be intimidating because you'd lose so much of what makes the show
0: what it is if he wasn't drama uh, and the yeah suspense
1: yeah and when he comes over to talk to you if you weren't like shitting yourself yeah yeah then you know what's it's just not right it's not right so um so yeah so I think so you know in between sort of filming he he isn't really chummy chummy with the bakers but I think that needs to be like that.
0: You don't want to be buddy buddy because then it doesn't come off as like he's exactly. really gonna be hard on you for this one.
1: Yeah, you've you know we had Nolan Sandy. Obviously, it's Nolan Matt now, but Nolan Sandy were there to you know chat with us, make us laugh, you know, be really funny. Um, and then, uh, but then Paul and Prue, you know, Paul in particular, I think he just has to keep that
0: that air of of being the judge it's kind of like an air of superiority almost like yeah totally not in like a negative way but yeah and
1: I'm like to be fair he knows his stuff (laughs) you know like can't can't question it um but yeah but he's a nice guy like he he is a nice man I remember I was crying my eyes out on cake just for a change on cake week um because they slated my cake and I thought it was all right and uh, I was really, I couldn't stop crying. And I was sort of sat on my stool and I was trying to stop crying. And then right. all of a sudden I realised someone someone was behind me and it was Paul.
0: And I sort of turned around and he gave me a massive hug. And I was like... So he does go around and kind of...
1: It's not, you know, he doesn't do it very often.
0: Yeah. But when it needs it. Um, and he was like, he gave me, gave me a cuddle. And then in
1: my ear he said, it's only a fucking cake. It's only a fucking cake. And then he went, it's a shit cake, but it's only a fucking cake. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. I do like him, then.
1: Yeah, and I literally—it snapped me out of it. I burst out laughing, and that was it. Then I wasn't crying anymore. Wow, wasn't you know? He wouldn't do that all the time, but when he needed to, he stepped up and was like, you know, I'm not trying to ruin your life by telling you your cake's awful, but it's pretty bad.
0: (laughs) Okay, I have a lot of logistical questions, right? So obviously, this all happens within a tent. Everybody knows it looks like it's all done on a weekend or something, where it's like you travel into into town, wherever it is. Uh, so so how does it work? Does everyone live close by, or do they bus you in? How does that happen?
1: So you've got, um, everyone sort of lives all over the country, and it happens at the weekend. So you go there on a Friday evening, and then you're there, you stay in a hotel nearby, and then Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday, depending on how long the filming day is, and then you go back to your
0: normal life in the week. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So
1: um so yeah you get down on Friday and then on and the Saturday and the Sunday morning you get bust in on the baker's bus.
0: Oh I love it.
1: I know. It's so fun. Um so you get bust in on the baker's bus and then you're in the place where they normally film not this this year because of covid. Right, right. The place they normally film is called Welford Park which is a beautiful beautiful stately home in Newbury in England. And um and then, yeah, you kind of, you know, you've got a, a room that's allocated to the bakers where you hang around and, you know, go in and out of the tent or whatever. Right. And then, yeah, and then on the Sunday, you either stay in the hotel if you live quite far away or you, you head home. And then, yeah, you go back to your normal life and you're like, you can't tell anyone. No. It's all like top secret. From so 10 you weeks. know But yeah. And then after that, when they're blooming editing, like literally. So I right. find out in March and I couldn't tell anyone until the end of August. So like my close family obviously knew, so I, can, I had to tell my husband obviously.
0: I'm leaving on the weekends. I'm leaving on the weekends, <laughs> darling. It's nothing to worry
1: about. <laughs> and, you know, so I told like my obviously my immediate family and, and my close friends. Like Steve, well, this is my husband, Steve. He would take our daughter to these family events on the weekend with his family, and they were like, "That's funny He was like, "Oh, she's um busy," and they I think they thought we were having marital issues. I probably, <laughs> i <I'm> never there. <laughs> Um, and eventually we were like she's on Bake off and they were like oh okay good good Uh, and then you've got to try and not not, um, tell people who won spoil it yep Um, and my mum lover literally she was like just so scared that she was gonna because all your family and friends get to come to the final
0: oh yes yes
1: which is really fun for like the party thing so like she knew who won obviously and she was like really didn't want to be the person (laughs) who spilled the beans but she did it she did
0: well good job Good job, man. You're wearing the same clothes, which I'm assuming is like a continuity thing, but did you just buy two of everything? Like, what if you spill ganache on your shirt?
1: Yeah, which is a regular, definitely a regular thing that happened. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if, if I was sensible, I would have bought like two of everything, but like, I also don't have loads of money. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> of course.
1: I was like, I was like, and I just didn't really think it through. You think, oh, I've got an apron on, it, it'd be fine, but. It was so hot in that tent. And then you go back to your hotel room and you'd have this tiny little sink and you'd literally just have to wash it out in your little little
0: sink. That is wild. Everyone's like, oh, it must be so glam going on makeup. You're like, everyone does look quite glam, but like, I'm always like, does it, are they sweating? Do their shirts stink? Are they covered in egg? Are they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much
1: all of that. (laughs) And then, yeah, you just kind of like get it as clean as you can, ready for the next day and then off you go but I just felt really sorry for the for the sound guys because they'd have to do your mic and it would normally be attached to my bra so they and by like week three I was like don't even ask just go in there and get it just do
0: whatever you need to do. show up in my shirt it's okay
1: (laughs) yeah it's really fine like we're all friends now let's just go for (laughs) it I don't have the time to stop oh and like I just really felt for them because I was so gross and sweaty and stressed You can see them kind of taking the mic back out, like,
0: ooh. Let's put this in the sink as well, please. Yeah? Oh, my gosh. And then how long are the days? Because obviously, like, you'll do a challenge that's five hours or whatever. But how long are you out there in those sweaty conditions? And also, long. also, <laughs> does it hurt, like, not hurt, but to stand for, like, a five-hour challenge? Is that hard?
1: Do you know what? It doesn't feel like five hours. It literally
0: feels like ten minutes. Does it really? Okay. Yeah, you just the time just goes like that. Oh wow. Um,
1: and and also cause you forget to do things like eat and drink, so of course there's always like yeah you like, I don't have time
0: for that. No. Um,
1: and there's a lovely. They've always got someone who looks after um, the the bakers. Basically, their job is to make sure that we're okay. Um yeah. so she'd sort of appear with a glass of water going, drink that now. You've not drunk anything in three hours. And like, and then you finish it after five hours and just be like, Oh wow. Whoa. Whoa. Like it's just mad. But yeah, it doesn't you just don't even notice that the time's gone. Um and yeah, it's long days. You start normally start at like six a.m. and then finish probably eight or nine. Um, and the days do get a little bit shorter as it goes on, obviously, because there's less people, so it doesn't take quite as long, but yeah, the first few weeks especially, it's like, I'd literally get home on a Monday, go, would go out to my mum's with Nora,
0: give her Nora and just want to sleep. Give me a nap, please. Just... Yeah, wake up in a few hours, please. <laughs> take care of my child. During the week, you are doing normal life and practicing for the weekend, I'm assuming, right? Yeah.
1: So I was I was really lucky in that because I was a stay-at-home mum. My mum, who's retired, is is literally the best woman in the world. She would take Nora whenever I needed her to so I could practice. And then we also put Nora in an extra day at nursery over that time and my husband is a gem. Like everyone basically was just like on board. Whereas Anthony from my year, he is a banker. He works in the city in London. He has to be in work at seven and doesn't leave till seven so he had no time in the week to practice you know what i mean it's
0: yeah
1: you know and then someone like um like kim joy bless her so she wasn't working at the time and you know didn't have a kid so it's you know so me and her even though i had a kid i you know could have you know so me and her actually had more time right so you know but obviously that doesn't factor in when they're doing the
0: judging you can't be like well i've only had an hour of practice this week they're like well then you shouldn't have done the bake-off if you didn't have time exactly
1: like they don't you know and, and it's just it is what it is i think you know some people have more time right so yeah it's mad and it's really weird having to go back to your normal life in the week i bet i'd take nora into nursery and they're like oh have you had a good yeah K- like,
0: yeah
1: it's great thanks and nora actually this is quite funny nora because i would video call her mm-hmm. and there's a lot of animals at welford park And uh, obviously the tent and stuff. And Nora was was talking to her key worker at nursery, and she was saying, you know, that mummy works in a tent with a sheep. (laughs) With sheep? She was like, what are you talking about? She works in a tent with sheep. So she asked me, I was like, she's got a crazy imagination. She let go of my secret.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) That's so sweet. I was like, "That's so funny. Luckily she was only two so I could be like, oh. Crazy imagination at that age. so
0: funny, those dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, but OK, so you say the tent is super hot. I don't know anything about baking, but does does unpredictable weather affect it? Like if it were to rain one day, how yeah. would it really does? Wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, it depends what you're baking, but things like bread, pastry, you know, they can be really affected by the moisture in the air. The heat, especially. So, if it's hot, the bread will rise a lot quicker. But if it's cold, it'll take freaking ages. Oh
0: wow! Okay, um, got it.
1: And like, if it's really hot, trying to cook pastry in a really hot tent, it has to stay as cool as possible. And obviously, if the tent's thirty-four degrees, that ain't gonna happen. I don't know what that is. I know you guys work in Fahrenheit, don't you? Yeah. Hot, really hot. Um, I think it's like ninety.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: And because they can't, they can't have aircon in there because of the noise. And often, because of the lighting, they'll have to put the sides down as well. So, I see. Okay. Chocolate as well, working with chocolate. I mean, I'm not
0: very good at, I'm sure you've heard the phrase tempering chocolate on bake off. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of learning.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't really, I was never really very good at tempering chocolate I was like I'm just gonna
0: melt it it'll be fine I wouldn't know yeah I wouldn't know you know
1: but actually because what you're meant to do it's all about temperatures so you've got to like take it up to a certain temperature then bring it down to a certain temperature but it's very, very hard to bring it down to that temperature when the tent is <laughs> warmer than it so it's like trying to temper chocolate is just insane so that
0: is a big factor wow
1: it's absolutely huge um the heat more than anything I would say is is the biggest thing that makes it difficult, and it seems like every time they film bake-off, it's like a heat wave. Yeah, March. The March is hot, hot for you guys. Well, they start filming April, I see. end of April, and then they go sort of April, May, June, July. Into and 70. that's normally when we get a lot of our hottest weather. I mean, it's England, so it's not that hot, but right? Obviously, it's hotter in the tent than it is outside, right?
0: And like with the the ovens going, that probably makes it tough too.
1: Yeah, and there's about 35 crew members in there as well which you don't see no um all the cameramen the producers you know they're they're either all hiding in a in a corner you'll notice now so when they film they film from the middle of the tent outwards and they always do that because there's so many people down the middle I see that's the idea is that you know you've got like 20 people in the in the, the bit down the middle
0: oh my gosh so you've got 20 people. Down the middle, and then you've got yeah. Noel and Sandy coming around talking yeah. to you. I mean, are they distracting? Are they helpful? Very. okay. They're just di- every, every time I'm like, guys, go away. Like, they clearly <laughs> don't want you. Like, um, who was so funny? Was it Raul? Like, yeah, if Noel would come around and he would just be like, please go away.
1: Yeah, yeah, Noel, Noel and Sandy were very distracting, but sometimes quite a welcome distraction. Okay. so you know when things are going horribly wrong that's normally when they would appear and I remember like week week four when my, my dome collapsed into a puddle mess yep. No, I was just literally looking in the freezer at it like is it I'm going home and Noel just kind of appeared and he sort of looked at it and kind of put his arm around me I was crying again put his arm around me just giving me a little kiss on the forehead
0: he was like oh and I didn't know he's such a big deal over there
1: oh yeah yeah we love him all over here he's he is so lovely um such a gentleman like at the final he chatted to my nan he's 90 or 95 now She was 93 at the time he just sat and chatted to her for about 10 minutes um
0: (laughs) so cute he's
1: so lovely and um and also really naughty he's like the naughty kid in class we like that so you know the producers are like holding on to
0: him so he doesn't run away during tapes you know what I mean I, I just love that he just doesn't know anything about baking so he's just oh he like, couldn't know less like literally he's like okay do this thing I'm told to tell you and I'm gonna leave now because I don't know what you're doing yeah it's so funny
1: watching him trying to say the bits you know when he's introducing it at the beginning and when he gets it right it's
0: like so funny
1: he, he's amazing I just think he's really kind like my brother my little brother is the biggest Noel Fielding fan like obsessed with him has been for well over a decade and um he's got a book because Noel was in something called the mighty boosh which was quite big over here this quite quirky mm-hmm. crazy comedy got it so my little brother was loved the boosh and he had a book um a mighty boosh book so i, I stole that from him and took it and then got Noel to sign it oh, and he did this like he didn't just sign it he like was like two max like boosh it up love no and then he did a little drawing of him
0: and sandy oh my gosh OK, I'm so glad that he is a gem. Yay. He is an absolute gem. So technicals, right? Like, mm. probably, I would say the hardest part of the weekend. for sure. Do most of you n- not know, like, one, what you're making, but number two, you al- it, it always just says, "bake." <laughs> yeah. And you don't know for how long or what like, how are you just figuring that out? I don't understand.
1: I mean, it's it's all very much like trial and error and a guessing game. So, Ugh. you know, when we were waiting to go into the technical, we'd all be trying to guess what it is. Not one single time did we get it right because uh-huh. they're all always so obscure. And yeah, you just, I don't know, it's weird. You do kind of like use what baking knowledge
0: you've got to help apply that to what you're doing. How long you would bake it or something Yeah, like that. but like
1: the 15th century Arabic pastries we made in week five. None of us had a freaking clue what was going on, <laughs> and we were like, like all using all these spices that I'd never heard of, like Mastica, and, like, and then we to rose rose water. Or Ew! It tastes like perfume. Um, and none of us, and like you, you bake them, and no matter how long you bake them for, they didn't change color. You were just like, "Are these done? Are they not?" It's done. They've been in the oven for like twenty-five minutes. I don't know. Like but they look the same now but as they did when they went in. That's obviously
0: intentional, right? Like they want you, yeah, for the technical to, trick to be like
1: yeah what? yeah, and I mean it's it's mad, but like we almost like we we poisoned Prue that day because she had to eat so many of these horrible pastries, Paul's recipe, FYI um, so many of these horrible pastries that she was really poorly when she got home. so that's why she wasn't in really? on the second day of week five yeah because she's like she's seventy eight like you know, she needs to look after herself. she's amazing for seventy eight but like yeah, we almost killed off Prue. <laughs>
0: Don't do that. I love Prue. Well, I know I love Prue too. We were all so worried. We were like, oh my God, is she okay? She's so good too. She gives like great, you know, delicious. Delicious. <laughs> and she's very sort of, you know, like, mm. Yeah. But, you know, this bit's good. But I like, can't find the positive here for you. Yeah. This call's just going to rip you apart. Yeah. I'll give you something nice. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Who did you think as you were going through was like, your biggest comp... I mean, I know you say you don't look at each other like competition, but who did you think was your competition?
1: I mean, it was always Raul because he, you know, his... his bakes always tasted so good, you know? And, like, he... he had zero confidence. He would freak out about, like, everything, just, like, panicking, like, oh, this isn't good enough, that isn't good enough. Always shaking. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) we... When um, when my ball collapsed, right? Mm-hmm. We were walking out of the tent. I don't know if you remember Raul's ball. It was two-tiered and had, like, this amazing... I mean, it looked incredible. And we were walking out of the tent, and he was stood next to me, and he was like, I'm just not sure about mine. And I was like, <laughs> Raul. That's the one time I nearly lost it with him, because I was like... Stop. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, he genuinely doesn't realise. You know what I mean? Like, he... He never says anything like that to a friend, But I was like, Raul, well, well, I'm literally going to strangle you. If you-.
0: Literally, and like he had a very strong, I mean, from the beginning, he, yeah. I think he won Star Baker like twice in a row or something. I'm sure yeah. everyone was just like, okay, well. Okay.
1: But but you couldn't knock him because no. his, his bakes were incredible, you know, and they tasted wow. delicious. You know, that week where I was upset about my cake, I think, you know, and they were saying how good Raul's cake was. And I was like, because you get to try everyone's. I was like, I'm just going to try it and try it here. So I was like, damn, it, it's really good.
0: <laughs> Do you ever taste them and you're like, mmm?
1: Yeah, sometimes you're like, mm, it's not my cup of tea. Not but not my favorite.
0: <laughs> was there someone who went home earlier than you thought would or, or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I was gutted for Imelda because she went home week one, and she's a phenomenal baker. Mm-hmm. She just really hates biscuits, and it's the one year they did biscuits before cake. First, yeah. So I really felt for her, because, you know, I think she, she, she could have got really far had it not been biscuit week instead of cake week. Damn. And Anthony as well. He, um, to be honest, it, all the people who went out the first three weeks, so Anthony, you know, Imelda, Luke, and Anthony, they're all really good bakers. They just had really crap weeks um and it, that's it though it's it's one of those things if you have a bad week you're done you know it's one of those things lack of a draw like you know I had quite a few bad weeks in a
0: row you you hung on though I hung on I clung on in there and then <laughs> then had a really good week
1: then had a you know really good week six with Star Baker then seven eight went really well and then nine crashed out you know it just
0: yeah so what what happened with nine <laughs> like did you could you say maybe you didn't prepare enough? during the week or, or j- it just didn't go your way?
1: It just didn't go. It just didn't go my way. Like yeah. the mud lens went okay. They were fine. Um, the technical wasn't great, but you know, whatever I produced a cake and I was quite proud of that. Just to produce one. I'm amazed. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Um, and that was actually amazing because Kim joy totally pulled it out of the bag on that one. She less, I was like really struggling with it. Couldn't get it right. And I think we had about like, three minutes left and I looked over and her cake didn't even have the ganache on it blah 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 and I was like, oh my god, come on Kim Joy you can do this.
0: I remember, yep
1: Yeah, and then then I looked away and then I looked back and she was just pouring the ganache on, it was running into the drawers
0: But didn't she like then she got like second or something and she thought it was going to be terrible
1: Yeah, she was like, it was going to be awful, like bless her she had such a bad time doing it and then she totally smashed it and I was like It's so funny. Amazing. Yeah. And then It was, it was, yeah. So actually day one didn't go horrifically badly. Oh yeah. And then day two, it was really weird. Like I said, I felt quite unwell, but you know, that kind of by the by, you just kind of get on with it. And then it was just sort of the first part of the challenge was okay. And then just everything started going wrong. And then I just, I think I lost it. I literally lost it. I was like, like with the shoe pastry, I like put in the wrong ingredients I, you know, used too much salt, didn't use
0: any sugar. Right, right. Yes. You know, and when I,
1: and I got to the end and I was like,
0: okay, this is it. Like you had a feeling you were.
1: I knew. Yeah. Uh, even though Raul had struggled, I knew his would taste amazing. And I was like, mine, I, I can't even promise that. And he had such a strong, you know. Yeah, exactly. Time. So I was like, you know, it's that's, but I was okay. I was actually really okay because I never thought I'd get as far as that. I really felt like I'd reached my my point, and I was sat down before the, I think it was either before or after the judging. I can't remember. Probably before. And um, and one of the crew, I was sat chatting to one of the crew, and she was like, "But what if you do get through to the final?" And she said, "The fear on my face was I, just I like, I don't want to. Don't. I don't think
0: I want to. I don't think I want to. Like I can't. Oh I can't." Oh my want- goodness.
1: And so yeah, so and then the judging was just like bless them. Paul and Prue were so kind, considering what I
0: presented with them with, like
1: empty eclairs.
0: I feel like that was a hard week for everybody though. Like nobody really it was. nailed that week.
1: Yeah, it was tough, and I think you know we were all exhausted. We could see the finish line in sight, and you just I just crashed. Like yeah. everything yeah. was wrong, everything. <sighs> and um and yeah, and it was fine when Sandy said my name. I was like, you like it's okay it's okay I was actually like I'm not gonna cry I'm actually alright you all just right. got up right away and <laughs> yeah I was like this, this is fine like I'm okay like Aww. this is good um and then especially like when I I remember getting text off of Ruby on the Saturday of the final being like they're making us bake pitters outside and it's like 100 degrees and my favourite bit of that whole episode is when when they're cooking these, these pitters on an open fire and Raoul puts his hand up and he goes I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Do I do this or do I do that? And they're like, we can't tell you, Raul. It's a technical. And he's like, oh. But that shows his, like, really sweet innocence that he just was like. so sweet.
0: He reminds me of, like, a little 18-year-old that, like, doesn't know.
1: I know. I was like, how are you 30? Like, 30-something. I
0: would never guess he's 30.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'd clean his glasses on the baker's bus on the way in in the morning because he just, like, barely see. They were covered in, like, <laughs> icing sugar. And and I was like, give me your glasses. Sit there and, like, clean them off. It's like, can you see better now? Yeah.
0: Okay, I have Facebook questions, too. Simone Hintz said, what was your favorite bake?
1: Probably my Alice in Wonderland pie. Yes. I practiced that a lot in the week, and they all went wrong. So for it to have gone so right on the day, I was like,
0: oh. What was the toughest week for you? Yeah, probably, probably the semi-
1: Although the semi final was tough, but it wasn't like really awful. I think um, dessert week, week four, that was really hard. Okay, and and I think had Terry not had Terry been there, because basically the only reason I didn't go home is because Terry wasn't there and they didn't send anyone home. They that week.
0: two home the following, yeah.
1: Otherwise, it would have been me.
0: Um, so yeah, that week was really tough because again. You're just hanging on, just hanging on. Hanging on
1: on in there. I'm not going anywhere.
0: That's so funny. And then, okay, my sister really wanted to know, who does the dishes? There's
1: this incredible team of people who clear away everything and just, they're, they're amazing. They're like the unsung heroes. And you get back home and you make a little mess in your kitchen. You're like,
0: I have to clean all this. I have to clean it up myself. And literally you just put it at the end of your bench and it magically disappears. That's amazing. Okay, cool.
1: They are incredible.
0: And then, how much time is there between a challenge and judging? Right. So, like, obviously, there's a, the the bench is totally clean by the time it's on the end and ready for a presentation. So, how long is? Yeah,
1: there? it's a couple of hours. Oh wow. Um, so, yeah, because they've got to obviously clean down the tent and then they get, need to get all the shots of of the different bakes in different sort of places or whatever. And then yeah, so yeah, a couple of hours I'd say. And you're just waiting,
0: waiting for yeah, the Yeah, just waiting. <laughs> thinking, Ah <laughs> what are they gonna say? They're gonna tear me to shreds. Oh my gosh. Are you so you you're trying your bake, other contestants' bakes? Uh I do wanna know those little illustrations that they show. Like, do you present a sketch or whatever of you, what you're wanting to do and then they make it cute or
1: I mean, I think, no, we don't present a sketch. They they basically go off, if it doesn't look anything like it's meant to, I think they go off like your practice
0: bakes that you would have sent pictures of. Oh, so you do send photos. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Because otherwise sometimes you're like, how did they get that from that? Right. Like, right. <laughs> that's definitely not
0: what was meant to happen. Um, yeah. This, the, the guy who does the the drawings is amazing. They're so good. So good. You didn't address this, but your hand on the show. Mm. Was that intentional that you didn't want it to come up, or did you have a conversation about not wanting that to be addressed
1: yeah, we did we We did have a quite a long conversation about it, and you know before we started filming, they said, do you need any special equipment, or you know you know do you want to talk about it or do you not want to talk about it? You know if noel makes a joke about it, are you going to be offended oh, important <laughs> I was like, well, I don't really want to like bring it up like I don't want it to be." the main focus because i don't want to go right. in there and be the disabled baker <laughs> so i realized this is this is audio what i'm doing is i'm making quotation marks with both of my hands even though i actually can't make quotation marks with <laughs> my left hand and yeah so i said no i don't want any special equipment i, I don't want any special treatment i just want to go in there and bake like everyone
0: else okay
1: um and then when they started airing um again sort of you know the the production company said do you want how do you want us to address this and I said well don't you know
0: I didn't real, I didn't notice it or see it until week three I think and even then it was a really quick like yeah I
1: had a lot of people like message like on Twitter it was like I'm sure Barney had a hand last week
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was a lot of the articles I was seeing was yeah uh, and it's like well no there wasn't some
1: tragic accident in between week one and week two and I just recovered really quickly but the thing is, like, I, I do have a really good sense of humour about it. You do, okay. um, And I, yeah.
0: Good.
1: Um, and, you know, in terms of a disability, I feel very lucky because it's very minor, doesn't really affect my life. Um, you know, I can do everything I want to do, mostly. I think there was one point in the tent where I needed, um, it was for the Alice in Wonderland pie. I was lifting up the pie and I needed to pull the parchment out and I, obviously I couldn't pull it out. I was like, can I borrow a left hand? <laughs> Otherwise, I've got to do it with my teeth. And that just seems very unsanitary. <laughs> <laughs> when I went on Bake Off, I never used to like the term disabled. Right. I never called it a disability. I think mainly because my mum find it a very negative term. Mm-hmm. But what I've, I've really gone on this sort of like journey, sounds really cheesy, but like journey since Bake Off to now of of really accepting it and, you know, being really proud of it. And, you know, it is a disability, but that's okay. Disability doesn't have to be a dirty word or a negative word. It is what it is. Um, And, you know, me going on Bake Off has helped a lot of young people who have set the same hand as mine, you know, I get a lot of messages from parents saying, you know, thank you so much for oh, for going on, you know, so and so's. Um, loves seeing you on TV and gets really excited to see someone with a limb difference like theirs. And and to me, that that's just amazing. Yeah. And it's just great. And I, and I love. I'm so grateful to Bake Off for that because you know they've given me this wonderful platform. Um, mm-hmm. and I used to, like for example, I used to be a member of a charity called Reach when I was younger, which is for upper limb differences in children. And now they've invited me to to talk at their virtual family fun day in October. And it's like, it's so like... It's coming
0: full circle. Yeah. And it's amazing. And I love that. And it says a lot about like, it's very impressive of the production company and the show. You know, obviously I did a show here where they don't really care about what you think of what they show. So it's really cool that they put you in that conversation and, and said, how yeah. do you want this
1: to be? They were, and they were very much like whatever I wanted it to be, that's what it would be that's cool, you know they they very much you know wanted wanted it to come sort of from me, and yeah, you know because basically the press wanted to label me the first disabled baker, um and they were like, no, that's not that's not what she wants to be called, right, so you know right. but and that like this year, they've got a guy who's got um who's an amputee, and again, nothing's been mentioned. And that's how it should be though. To you know, disability representation shouldn't always be having to have the conversation about the fact that they're disabled. It should just be that they're on the telly. And they're disabled, and that's fine. And they're disabled. Like, you know, I, I present with this um channel four programme called Food Unwrapped, and it's just all about food. It has absolutely nothing to do with disability. And my disability is never mentioned because I'm literally just there as a presenter. And that's how it should be. That is that's representation. It shouldn't be that I'm presenting a show about limb differences you know
0: (laughs) this should not be addressed yeah yeah you know and and
1: and I think Bake Off you know has got it right in that sense because they're just representing
0: as they should you've also been open about mental health and self-care like which is important to me Um, but after the show you you did say like I've been bad about self-care I haven't been taking Mm. care of myself like what was it like coming off how did your life change to a point where you weren't taking care of yourself
1: yeah i um i just got very busy very very busy and that's great and i'm very grateful for that and i would never you know put that down because you know not everyone who goes on bake off gets the opportunities that i've had and i've been really lucky but i was so busy that you know i was filming with food and wrapped i was doing food shows at the weekends i was doing stuff on my instagram writing recipes for charities Also trying to look after Nora, you know, it was all, it was all so much. And and then I got poorly and then I ended up in hospital because I hadn't stopped and just taken a few days off. So like I had a, I had a bronchitis, I had a chest infection and I had, you know, and I was just like, ugh. and they were like, you just need to just rest for like a week. You need a break. And just get better. And like my mental health as well. I wasn't looking after that because I was just running around like a bloody mad woman And you know, I just felt, you know, I was just just wasn't in the best place. And I I wanted to put that out there because I think, you know, women especially, um, and mums even more so, I think we go on and on and on, making sure everyone else is okay. And then all of a sudden we look in the mirror, we're like, Oh I'm not okay. (laughs) I am not okay. And like, you know, I it's taken me a long time to be able to talk openly about my depression. but now I I will, you know, happily talk about it and be open about it. And, and also, cause I think a lot of people are surprised that I have depression cause I'm such a positive, generally very bubbly person, yep. Um. Yeah. you know, and people are like, you've got depression. I'm like, yeah. Same
0: here. I'm like, yeah, exactly. It doesn't just show on the outside. It's not no. about that. <laughs> like,
1: just cause we paste it on a smile doesn't mean- It's
0: not something you can see.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, mm, I wanted to talk about that because- good. It's important. And, and also the idea that, you know, I've got a really lovely life, a really lovely life. I've got no reason to be depressed, but it's my brain. I can't help it.
0: It is neurological, girl. It exactly. is, and yeah.
1: It sucks, but that's the way it is. You know, I can't talk my brain into not doing it. If, if I could, I would. Yeah, exactly. Like
0: I don't want <laughs> to be like this. It's I don't just... like this mental warfare all the time. Like, yeah, exactly. it's not my favorite thing in the world. No, it's 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 hard, but, you know, we get on with it. And it's cool to have the platform. Like, it's it's something I love, too, is being able to normalize it. I, how many messages I get just saying thank you to, for talking about it, which I'm sure you yeah. do, too. So it is important to... It's so important. And it's so important to use our platforms for good. You know,
1: it's not just so we can put out you know, ad after ad. Pretty it's pictures and ads. And pretty stuff, pictures, yeah. like, like my 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 Instagram is so not curated. Like, it's <laughs> Which is literally why I love it. Yep. Like, like, brain fart. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> oh, she's thought about that today. She's going to post it. Like, literally, that's my Instagram. Yep, yep. And it's, but that's who I am. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, perfectly curated. You know, I'm very much just, I am who I am. And that's what it's going to be. But I love that. And I love that, you know, the people who follow me are like,
0: You're just a person.
1: Yeah. And if you look at my sort of, you know, my followers, they're all sort of my age. Yep. A lot of them have got young children, mm-hmm. um, you know, very sort of similar lifestyles. And, and I think it's good for them to see that, you know, people out there are struggling, whether it's with mental health or just trying to cope with being a working mum and the mum guilt and the. Totally. So people can just see it and go, Oh, okay. I'm all right. i'm all right yeah like i posted about world mental health day yesterday yeah i saw and um and i've had so many lovely comments and messages just saying thank you for saying that because i needed to hear that today and how amazing is that that just posting something like that i mean i just think that's wonderful
0: it's really wonderful same here you're so great (laughs) uh okay last question is advice for future bakers who are doing bake off
1: Enjoy it, I think, is the first thing because it's what you'll realize at the end of it is that it's the best experience of your life and it will and it can change your life, you yeah. know. um So enjoy it, like throw yourself into it if you can, you know. It's mm-hmm. only a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? So just go all in, yeah you know, if you can, just fully commit and just go for it. And yeah, just take it all in while you're there because now I'm like, oh, I'd kill to get back in that tent. You would love it.
0: <laughs> I would. And that makes me sad. I want to go to the tent. I want to go back in a tent.
1: <laughs> but, you know, so just really take it all in while you're there, soak it all up. Maybe, you know, steal a mug or something. <laughs> Not that I did that, of course. Why would you do that? I did. I stole a mug, Olivia. <laughs> I want to see it, post it. Well, I, I gave it to my mum. Oh, I, um, It was like literally the first week as well because we were doing all the photos and they were like giving us these mugs to hold. And I was
0: like, You just snuck it in your purse, I popped it into my apron. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm obsessed with you. Wow, this is so cool. <laughs> okay, so let's you say your social media and where people can follow your non-curated pages, which is great. My brain fart. Yes, your brain fart pages. Please say them so we can follow along.
1: Awesome. So my Instagram and Twitter, I'm Maybakes. I've also got a YouTube channel, which is nice. the same. And actually, to be fair, Facebook is is all Briony May Bakes. But um, most, I'm most sort of often on Instagram. The so, yeah, please do follow for my
0: uncurated,
1: <laughs> brain sometimes darts. idiotic
0: posts. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. Bryony, thank you so much for talking to me. It's my absolute pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on. Have a great day over there. It's the afternoon for you. and
1: It is. Well, what time is it for you? It
0: is 8 a.m.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: I'm going to maybe hop back in bed for an hour. Your
1: bed looks very comfy behind you.
0: I was so committed to this that uh, that I woke up at 6.30. Oh, my gosh. I'm obsessed with you, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. We adore you, and uh, we just love you. Love you. Oh, thank
1: you so much. Of course. You take care of yourself. Bye, hun.
0: <laughs>